0: Welcome to Monday and the Pure Opelka podcast. It's Mike here saying thank you, thank you, thank you. I got a bunch of nice notes from people who found me on social media and uh, on uh, AOL because I have an AOL account. It's my name, Mike Opelka at AOL account and uh, told me how much they've been enjoying the podcast of late. I will do my best to get as many of these in every week. But I also have some conflicts because I'm doing radio. For example, Tuesday, tomorrow, the 27th, I will be in for my buddy Mike Broomhead out of Phoenix, Arizona. It's it's a a, a West Coast time zone, but I'm in there on the East Coast time. So I'll be checking in around 11.15 East Coast time and riding all the way to 3 o'clock. So hang out with me. Join, join the adventure, and then Friday, I'm in for Rich Zioli in Philadelphia from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. I'll post all of it on Facebook and Twitter, and maybe on Instagram, so you can see, and you can link to it. They're all available via links on uh, social media or streaming, usually on apps like the iHeartRadio app or the Odyssey app. That Odyssey app gets better and better every week, by the way. It allows you to jump to certain segments. Very, very handy. Uh, Today is the 26th day of September 2022, the last Monday in September, and we're now 43 days away from the midterm elections. Tomorrow is six weeks from the midterm. Some places are already starting the early voting. Virginia mailed out absentee ballots uh, today so people in Virginia can vote, although they're like an off-year election state. Virginia last year was the, um, the leader with the change in, in the governor's office, the lieutenant governor's office, the attorney general's office, and that was due a lot to um, you, you great people standing up at, um, at those school meetings and saying, no, we're not gonna do this anymore, challenging the school boards, et cetera. So we ended up with Governor Glenn Youngkin, who is just an amazing guy in uh, the state of Virginia and leading the charge back to freedom for parents and the rights of parents. So uh, we're six weeks tomorrow away from the midterm elections, and things are tightening up, although I think the GOP candidate should be pulling ahead, especially in places like Pennsylvania where you see this guy, Fetterman, who finally comes out of his cave and does another press event in Philadelphia and there's no press on it. How does that happen? How does that happen? It's it's happening because the press is protecting him. Absolutely. We'll get into that. We've got a few more uh, things to say about the local press and what they're doing to protect people who should be just out in the open answering questions, but they're not. Uh, I like to look back on this day in history because we learn from history. On this day in 1789, Samuel Osgood was appointed the first official postmaster general. I know Ben Franklin had kind of sat in that role for a while because he wanted a, a post office established, but once the Constitution was established, the position had to be official. Samuel Osgood, the first. In 1960, speaking of first, Kennedy and Nixon squared off in the first televised debate, and that changed presidential politics forever. If you watched the debate on TV, you thought Kennedy won. If you listened to it on the radio as more people did that year, you probably thought Nixon won. And that's because Kennedy was better looking and Nixon was sweating. So it's really interesting the effect that television has had on our politics. Uh, Keeping up with uh, Nixon, uh, fast forward to 1972. Nixon held a historic meeting in Anchorage, Alaska, with Japanese Emperor Hirohito. It was the first time a president from the United States and a Japanese monarch had met in person. Nixon had a... A bunch of famous firsts, and he also had some stuff that kind of went sour on him. So that was a big day back in 1972. Uh, Abbey Road released on this date in 1969. The Beatles album, a great album. And how many of you have visited London, gone to Abbey Road and done the dumb album cover move? I've done it. There's a camera you can go to online and actually see people doing it during the day. And they almost get run over all the time because it's a main thoroughfare. Also, on this date in 1969, The Brady Bunch premiered, and it's still with us, isn't it? Somewhere in reruns, somewhere out there. Uh, On this date in 1964, Gilligan's Island premiered. It was in black and white, and the theme song did not mention The Professor and Mary Ann. They were added the next year when it looked like the show was going to be a smash. It was And The Rest so they didn't get added until another year. Kind of weird. And uh, this is a big day in 2020. Now today, Canada has removed virtually all the travel restrictions that were tied to COVID. You know, if you wanted to go to Canada, you had to prove that you had been vaccinated 45,000 times and you didn't have COVID recently, you had to have a test to prove it. Uh, Canada finally dropped that. Well, two years ago today, Two years ago today, Governor DeSantis in Florida dropped all COVID restrictions, every little bit of them. Not even the teeny tiniest bit of COVID restriction was allowed to be um, imposed on you and your freedom. And Florida became a leader in freedom. And now you fast forward two full years and Canada's finally catching up. Uh, We see that. It really was forward thinking governors like um, like Abbott in Texas. Like um, Mr. DeSantis in Florida, who have shown people And let's give uh, Christy Noem in uh, North Dakota some love, too. Or is it South Dakota, South Dakota? Shame on me. Uh, but there are many Republican governors who actually had right thinking on this and understood that this was a major power grab by the left. So happy anniversary for leading in freedom, Florida. You did great stuff. A couple things we have to point out today. Uh, As as the election is approaching and people are starting to get real tight, and I'm talking about people on the left because they are freaking out, I'm sure Nancy Pelosi realizes that she's just about to be out of power. She wants that uh, ambassadorship in Italy, and I, I will bet you she gets it. She showed up at the, um, at the World Citizen concert in New York City, which, I, you know, she's a global citizen. She's one of those big globalists. So it doesn't surprise me that Nancy Pelosi would show up and stand up on stage and try to take a few bows for all of the lefty stuff she's done. What did surprise me is the people booed her. They actually booed Nancy Pelosi for <laughs> showing up at their dumb conference just makes me laugh, and it does make me smile when I I hear that happen. Pelosi getting booed at that conference, just perfect. And they booed for quite some time because she didn't take the hint. She didn't hear it. She didn't process it, I guess. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's just clueless. Maybe she couldn't hear the people in the crowd. Maybe the monitors on stage weren't loud enough but there certainly were a lot of people posting on social media the moment it happened. Why is everybody booing? I'll tell you why, because she's a joke. That was a great moment, but she's totally clueless, isn't she, completely clueless. And that's kind of where the Democrats and their partners in the mainstream media are right now. They're not aware of what the real issue is. They're still believing, and I believe this is from the top down, they're still believing that the midterms are going to hinge on the Dobbs decision, which gave the right to decide the timing on abortion or whether or not abortion could even be legal to each state. The Democrats think that's going to be it, and they're hanging their hat on that. When the people are struggling, struggling, struggling with inflation, with the price of gas, the price of food, and the fact that wages are not rising quickly enough, the average American has lost $11,500 this year if they spent the same as they did the year before. $11,500, and that's probably going on a credit card, or it's coming out of savings. But I don't know how many average Americans have $11,000 in savings. We're always told people don't have $1,000. So that means they're putting it on a credit card or they're doing without. So let the Democrats try and hang their hat on the Dobbs decision and try and make this a human rights issue and say women are being denied, even though The bill that was put forward by uh, Lindsey Graham a couple of weeks ago, that a lot of people got upset about, that bill is a 15-week ban. Most of Europe, most of Europe is a 15-week ban. Yeah. And I thought these Democrats, they love the Europe. Apparently they don't. So what is it going to be about? It's going to be about crime. There's a new ABC News, Washington Post poll. Now, let's understand that ABC News, Washington Post. These are um, friends of the administration. ABC News, Washington Post poll has bad news for this administration and Democrats as it relates to the midterms and people are worried about crime. Are you better off than you were two years ago? No, no, you're not. Are you safer than you were two years ago? No. You're definitely not. and You can tie that back to democratic policies about defunding the police, about releasing criminals from prison and jail, about no bail policies, just letting people back out on the streets, about the lack of respect for law and order and the men and women who are out there trying to protect us. The Democrats missed it on this one. We're 43 days away. And I hope that that chasm only grows wider, that they just don't get it. Uh, Mr. Biden, I'd I said also clueless on the economy. We have now lost, what is it, of $7.8 trillion in stock market value. And as I'm recording this podcast, this morning on monday morning let me take a quick check of the first hour of the stock market a quick check of the market let's see if they if we're regaining any territory um yeah we're up three points three points on twenty-nine thousand five hundred ninety-three. that's not exactly going to make up that 7.8 trillion dollar loss in values and equities and all of this relates to policies policies at the border policies at the energy level, policies on spending, and especially policies at the pump. Joe Biden was speechifying in front of a bunch of teachers last week. Uh, He said a bunch of really terrible stuff and creepy stuff. But the one I think is getting the most traction because it's hitting the most people is this false claim. He actually got fact checked on this one from a couple of media outlets, including CNN. Amazing. And in 41 states plus the District of Columbia,
1: the average gasoline price is less than $2 and 99 cents.
0: No, no, it's not. As a matter of fact, I kept checking it over the weekend and this morning it's uh, $3 and 73 cents. I think was the AAA price. Not $2.99, which is still higher, like $0.60, $0.70 cents higher than it was when you took office, sir. But to try and make a claim that over 80% of the country has gasoline under two ninety-nine a gallon is wrong. It's flat out wrong. Unless they're going to try and tell us, well, he's talking about the cost before the taxes. Because, you know, there's a federal fuel tax. And then there are state taxes and maybe they're going to try and do that. But that's just wrong. Forty one states plus D.C., the average gasoline price is less than two ninety nine. No. No, it's not. And I don't think they want that either. I think this administration actually wants gasoline so high that they're going to force people to buy electric cars. And, And we might get to Warren Fix to talk about some of the problems with electric car batteries as they are increasing exponentially in the fires from them, which require more water than it takes to put out a house fire. It's crazy. More from uh, Joe Biden uh, speaking in front of a bunch of teachers union members last but Friday. The truth
1: is, there's a lot more Republicans out there taking credit for the new bridges and those boats that are collapsing.
0: And the what? The new bridges and, and, and the the what?
1: For the new bridges and those
0: buzzers that are collapsing. The buzzers are collapsing. He's not right. He is not right. And he's wrong and creepy at the same time. It's really creepy. He said something that is so creepy, creepy. I cringed and I said, no, he can't be saying that. We went back and played it. Joe Biden, the same conference with the teachers
1: we go back a long way she was 12 I was 30 but anyway
0: yeah he went on to say she helped him get a lot of things done anybody who says she was 12 and I was 30 and is not on a list being monitored in the neighborhood is a problem the gibberish just continued and continued
1: this is the United States camera for God's sake.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh. And let's not forget, it was just over a week and a day ago that uh, Scott Pelley at 60 Minutes asked Joe about his mental state. How
1: would you say your mental focus is?
0: Oh, it's focused.
1: <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look.
0: Yeah, it's a, I haven't, uh, uh luck.
1: We go back a long way. <laughs> she was 12, I was 30, but anyway. <laughs>
0: Wow. It really is strange. It's very strange. Now, Friday night at the White House, they held another uh, celebration of the destruction of the American economy like they did when uh, they celebrated with James Taylor on the day the stock market went down 1,200 points and they were supposedly celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act. They had that big concert, you remember. It was mostly staffers, congressional staffers, And then Friday night, they had Elton John on the South Lawn of the White House. Elton John on a week that the Dow dropped 2,000 points. Elton John was there celebrating at the White House. We had to have a little fun with it, so we did. We absolutely did. China Joe Records presents live from the White House like you've never heard him before. Here's Elton John. I remember when Joe was cool in the Senate when he didn't drool. Now he wanders all around the stage. Well, a crazy old man spewing hate and rage. is screaming. You're crazy, crazy, crazy. You crazy boon singing all the hits. And Biden sniffed my wife tonight. You crazy man. Who can
2: forget this
3: one? Well, Joe's not standing, tripping up the stairs.
0: Falling off his little bike. Messing up his blood of hair. Elton John live in the White House. What Gen Z won't love this show. Who will they drag up next? It really is um, kind of irritating and and surprising that they are celebrating tragedy so often at the White House. I wonder what tragedy is going to be celebrated next and who will they bring out. It's it's bizarre. That's the only real word for it. Bizarre. This weekend on the um, Sunday morning talk shows, I was spinning around and trying to catch on what the vibe was coming out of those talk shows. Uh, Jen Snarky, the former press secretary who now works at MSNBC and is actually making appearances on uh, MSNBC shows like uh, Rachel Maddow's show whenever she does a actual appearance at the network. I think she works like two days a week and is getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. Good for her. If you can get paid a lot of money to do no work, I'm, uh, I'm applauding you, but if you're spreading Bad information. That's not good. Not good. But Jen Snarky, as I said, is showing up on all the NBC News and MSNBC shows, uh, sitting in with uh, Chuck Todd and was asked about the midterm elections. And she kind of sent a dire warning
2: if it is a referendum on the president they will lose and they know that they also know that crime is a huge vulnerability for democrats i would say one of the biggest vulnerabilities yeah if it is a referendum on the
0: president they will lose and they i just want to hear that again a referendum on biden they will lose it is a referendum on joe biden he is the head of the party and crime is a problem it's a huge problem And if I am a Republican running, I'm talking about crime. I'm talking about the economy. I'm talking about the border, which is related to crime and the economy. I'm talking about all of it and asking people, are you better off? Are you safer than you were a year ago? No, is the answer. And the reason why is one word as well, Democrats. Chris Christie appeared on uh, this week over on ABC with former Clinton White House official George Stephanopoulos and uh, was addressing the issue of abortion, which the Democrats have tried to make this their their life raft to try and save something in the midterm elections. And Chris Christie brought the facts with him.
2: Let's let's talk about the abortion issue, because
1: 84 percent of the voters say the economy is their top issue only 62% say abortion and when you go deeper into the poll and look at some of the crosstabs on this what our poll is showing is that the pro-life people are more motivated by the abortion issue to vote in these midterms than the pro-choice people are
0: how about that the pro-life people if you go deep diving into the polling the pro-life people the pro-life women are more engaged and more inspired to vote than the pro-abortion people. That's just amazing to me. Just amazing. Uh, we have to uh, we have to talk about uh, the pro-life situation because of what happened with the FBI, the now weaponized FBI from the Biden DOJ, that uh, sent at least twenty-four agents to the home of a man in Bucks County a married man who has um, seven children with his wife. He's pro-life. And he's a guy who stands outside of abortion clinics and prays and then tries to convince people going in that maybe there's another way for you to go. Maybe you shouldn't kill the child inside of you. Well, they arrested this guy on a charge that uh, had been brought up previously and thrown out of a local court. A smaller court had tossed this case, this claim that this guy had assaulted someone that was trying to get into this clinic. One of the, um, they call them escorts, who walk women in if there's a gauntlet of pro-life protesters outside, usually very peaceful people. They might just be praying. But this guy was charged with Assaulting one of those escorts and he claims he was merely pushing the person away from his 12-year-old son. The 12-year-old son was being verbally assaulted by this person. A lower court threw it out last year. And here comes the FBI with a warrant, guns drawn, SUVs deployed, house surrounded, scaring the tar out of the kids. Well, the man says he's not backing down. He will never back down. And now donations are pouring in, and I am betting this case is going to get tossed, too. But it's really kind of terrifying because what's happening here is an effort by the DOJ to scare anyone who would dare stand up and say, we don't agree with you. While the DOJ and the FBI want to say, if you dare stand up, you're going to face arrest. And your life will be destroyed. Same thing they did with people who wanted to stare up at stand up at uh, school board meetings. It is as Soviet-style oppression as you'll ever see. But then that ties in with the uh, January 6th stuff, too, doesn't it? We'll keep an eye on that story, and we may get Wendy Patrick to weigh in on that story as well. It's a big stinker deal. Couple other things in the news one year ago today, Kamala Harris, who's on her way to Korea, by the way, little rocket dude launched his 19th ballistic missile of the year. Remember when Donald Trump was in office and Kim Jong-un wasn't testing missiles, he's done 19 this year alone, 19 ballistic missile tests this year alone. Kamala Harris is off on a trip to South Korea. Why? I don't know. We're sending her, I guess, to keep her from screwing up here. But it was one year ago today that Kamala Harris said some really dumb stuff.
3: First of all, I've been very clear about the images that you and I both saw of those law enforcement officials on horses. I, I, I was
0: outraged by it. She's talking about the situation on her southern border where she's never been, even though she's in charge of it. And the allegations that were debunked several different times, including from the guy who took the video and the pictures, that the Border Patrol agents were whipping the people trying to enter the country illegally. They were not. The whole thing was debunked. It was a year ago she said this
3: I it was horrible and um, and, and deeply troubling. There's been now an investigation that is being conducted, which I fully support. And there needs to be consequence and accountability.
0: There needs to be consequence and accountability, as you like to say, when someone actually commits a crime or violates the rights of an individual, which it was proven there was no violation. The only violation were the people breaking into our country to bleed our country dry. But continue, madam.
3: Uh, Human beings should not be treated that way. And as we all know, it also evoked images of some of the worst moments of our history.
0: But it never happened. It never happened.
3: Where that kind of behavior has been used against The indigenous people of our country has been used against African-Americans during times of slavery. And um, so I'm glad to to know that that Ali Mayorkas, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, is taking it very seriously.
0: I don't think he's taking it very seriously. They had an investigation. The um, agents who were sidelined for so long were exonerated but never apologized to. The uh, vice president should really apologize. Maybe that's why they got out of the country so she wouldn't have to apologize. So they couldn't have her apologize. The other person who needs to apologize on a regular basis is Hillary Clinton. A, for just sticking around. She shouldn't be around. You need to retire, madam. But she has some wild hair that's telling her she's going to be the 2024 nomination because all the polls say nobody in the Democratic Party. Well, not nobody. A majority of Democrats do not want Joe as their nominee, so Hillary thinks. Okay, I got two strikes on me. Maybe I can do this. Well, she traveled to Texas, Austin, Texas, where uh, she was part of the Texas Tribune event. Beto was a part of it too. And um, Hillary made some pretty outrageous claims during. This. I
3: remember as a as a young student, you know, trying to figure out how did people get basically um drawn in by hitler how did that
0: now i wonder how as a student how did people get drawn in by communists like saul alinsky how did that happen but you continue madam
3: happened and i'd watch newsreels and i'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms i thought what's happened to these people why did they believe that you saw the rally in ohio the other night Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. I thought, what is going on? So there is a,
0: it was something called prayer. I know that's, that's a, uh, a condition or an event that is foreign to you. Praying is not something that happens in, in your family, but that's prayer. They were pointing one finger in the air they weren't doing a nazi salute that's been debunked too just like the whipping it's a sickness these people have so she's now upgraded the deplorable's comment to a nazi and hitler reference oh please let her run in 2024 please please god it'll be fun it'll be a whole lot of fun uh yeah. The good news is based on the polling, uh, Beto doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of, um, evicting governor Abbott from, uh, his gig, not even a shot. Am I allowed to say shot? I think I am. Now, uh, Kamala referenced, uh, the Homeland security director, Mayorkas, he was on MSNBC over the weekend being quizzed about, uh, taking care of the Southern border. And, uh, Uh, Is it uh, Ballart, Jose Ballart? I think that's who he is. He was asking Mayorkas, just what the heck is our policy on the border? Is there a policy? Terry, I'm here in El Paso where about 2,000 people are arriving every day. This fiscal year, we're looking at roughly 2.4 million apprehensions. Countless others are crossing and not being apprehended. Secretary, what is the United States border policy? Yeah, countless others crossing. So 2.4 million already straining our system and God knows how many others and known terrorists, more than five times the number of known terrorists have crossed into the country this year than did the previous three years. And that's a fact. So what the hell kind of a policy do we have?
1: Well, we are doing so much, uh, Jose. You know what our policy
0: is? Our policy is to enforce the law. Um, what? Our policy is to enforce the law. Well, the law would be you can't come in the country unless you have a legal a legal case to come in the country. So all the people, the unknowns that have gotten in, the gotaways, as you like to call them, Well, they're not having the laws of the country enforced on them. The people that live along the border are not having our laws enforced to protect them, which is what the government's primary job is. But continue, sir. And that is indeed what we are doing. No. Uh, Individuals who
1: uh, arrive at our border who do not have a legal basis to remain in the United States are being removed.
0: Well, you know who removed a record amount was um, Barack Obama. Yeah, the left actually hated what Obama was doing on the border because he removed people, actually removed people. But these guys, uh, they don't really answer the question because they try and lie to you and tell you that our border is closed. In fact, the people at the Washington Free Beacon, they were keeping track of how many times this administration, all of its upper tier, was telling us that the border is closed. It's at least 17. Count along with me.
3: The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border.
1: The border is in fact secure.
2: A record 221,000 migrants crossed into the U.S. last month.
1: Our border is secure. We believe certainly that the border is secure. 1,300. Uh, migrants a day.
3: We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border and rebuild a safer and orderly process system. This year is on pace to be the deadliest year for migrants crossing into this region of Texas in recent memory.
1: The border is secure. The border is secure and the border is not open.
3: Crossings are still at an all time high with Border Patrol reporting more than 1.8 million apprehensions from October
2: 2021 through July. The border remains closed. It is not open. We are turning away the majority of adults. Um,
1: The border is secure. The
0: border is closed.
3: So we are offering solutions. That's what the Biden-Harris administration has been doing since day one.
0: This is worse now than it was before.
3: A record number of migrants this year, and the total could surpass 2 million by the end of September. Uh, We're certainly uh, doing a lot more to secure the border. We have
1: a secure border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at
3: the border. A record surge of migrants in New York City. Over 2 million
2: illegal
1: immigrants
3: crossing the southern border, an all-time record. The border is secure. We agree that uh,
0: the border is secure. No, no, the border is not secure, madam. And it's strictly your fault. Anyone with a D after their name who has not stood up to this president. And I don't think you have to take your mittens off to count the number of Democrats who've said, fix the border. It's not secure. It's an embarrassment and it's also a national security problem. And it's killing children, and businesses, and entire communities. Just astounding to me. All right, I am. Um, I'm stepping aside. Don't forget tomorrow, I am in for Mike Broomhead, in um, Arizona, K T A R. I think is the radio station, and I hope you will join and listen. And uh, then I'll be back uh, with another podcast Wednesday and. Friday, I'm in for Rich Zioli, so we'll get Wednesday, Thursday up, maybe a bonus on Friday. We will see. A lot to cover this week, a whole lot going on. When we get back, we'll pop in a little wisdom from Lauren Fix, the car coach, about what the heck is happening with all these car batteries. They are a threat to the environment and to your safety, actually. And this is from a recovering electric car owner. I'm back on the gas powered cars, not the uh, not the dangerous electric cars that aren't good for the planet or for the people. We'll be right back on the Puro Pelka podcast. My go to on everything automotive is Lauren Fix. And if you don't know who Lauren is, you're not paying attention. She's on Fox and Fox Business and the Weather Channel and wherever I am on the radio and on radio all around the country. She is the car coach. She gets to drive all the new cars and review them and write them up. And she also hands out something called Car Smarts every week in her Four Minute Friday Car Coach Reports on YouTube. And so we are damn lucky to have her here. Lauren Fix, welcome back, my friend.
2: Well, thank you for having me. Yes, there's always something going on in the automotive world. And a lot of it's been crazy lately.
0: Yeah, a lot of it has and and we we talked recently about how uh the used car bubble might burst soon and prices might come down and I drove past a dealership in my neighborhood today and there was a pretty much an empty lot and mm-hmm. I got a phone call yesterday and today from um a company called we buy ugly cars or something we (laughs) buy no they're called we buy any car and they they Mm -hmm. have a goofy little jingle we buy any car and i was selling this old hoopty and i sold it already but they called me because i hadn't finished filling out a form two weeks ago when i thought about checking them out so it seems like there's still a shortage of used cars out there is that bubble threatening to burst for used car prices? No,
2: it's not, actually. Uh, used cars are a challenge because um, people that are looking to sell, good time to sell, bad time to buy. Prices are self-about 38 to 40%, depending on what you're looking for. Of course, big demand right now for SUVs as we go into fall. Uh, minivans for people, you know, that having kids and such but and pickup trucks always have, have a strong demand but the, the truth is with new cars on a shortage and just today um uh, toyota said they're cutting back on a hundred thousand uh production units wow and we've got ford saying the same thing it, it's not just chips we're starting to start to see that they can't get wiring harnesses they can't get tires they can't get metal parts and mind you this is all part of the supply chain issue of which much of it has to do with a shortage of nickel Because they're not mining it, especially here in the U.S., because it requires permitting and the EPA doesn't want them to do that. So we're going to be beholden to some other country and it's only going to cost every single person a lot more. The average cost of a car has gone up over $10,000 in the last three years.
0: Wow. wow! now you told us at the beginning of the um, Russian invasion of Ukraine, that would be a problem for things like wiring harnesses, which come out of that region. So that's still there. The mining issue is still there, and it's it's going to raise the cost of all these new cars because we're not going to have as many of them so the the marketplace is going to uh flex its muscles when there is enough supply and the demand doesn't go away. the prices go up, and I believe we sure. call that inflation, Lord. I think that's correctly called it is in- inflation it
2: is inflation. I have an economics degree, believe it or not you think working in cars, but it's one of my many things that I my specialties and it's also we're in a recession I don't know why everyone's dancing around the word we've been here for at least a quarter and for some reason no one wants to admit it well when this next quarter ends we're in a recession again
0: yeah yeah it's not good news so we have yeah. problems with the supply chain we have problems getting the metals for the construction of these cars plus some of the parts and tires don't even talk to me about tires and how hard it is to get tires and how expensive they've become. Um, mm-hmm. it, there are other alarm bells ringing and you sent me a note about something going on with the batteries for electric cars. What the heck are you talking about?
2: Well, on this Friday, I was covering millions of electric car batteries are retiring by the 2030. And this is a ticking time bomb. And I'll tell you why. First off, they're not recyclable. They're all, every battery on the market today is made of lithium. We have a shortage of lithium. Today, if we would continue going at this rate, and they want to triple it, quadruple it, we'll never have enough lithium by, for 2035. It will be gone. So of course, they're going to try and come with some other materials, but right now, lithium is one of the many required of the seven rare earth minerals that we, uh, the earth is not replenishing quick enough, nor can we substitute it with something else. Here's the other thing: all these lithium batteries cannot be recycled about two percent are getting recycled the big problem is those batteries have to be completely expended there is no juice left no ability to charge before they can recycle it so then the secondary market they take it out of a car that's no longer doesn't work anymore like you would in a phone right it's like all right well we'll get a new battery that old battery has to be used for storage of energy or something and when that battery is actually dead then they can try to recycle it and they can't recycle much of it a lot of this has to do with a plant in nevada uh the thacker uh, pass plant that is uh the largest hard rock lithium reserve in the united states because currently china and chile are dominating the world with 80 percent of all units uh, of lithium being developed there so i don't understand this inflation reduction act which is more like the inflation increase act they're saying oh we want to have all these batteries made in the us well this is what they're missing these batteries can't be produced in the U.S. because we don't have the materials here, nor are there any battery plants. Hmm. So as of 2023, none of these electric vehicles are eligible.
0: Wow. So that takes all of the, uh, the rebates and the tax credits away from people who purchase an electric vehicle, which then means it's uh, more expensive than you thought it would be, more expensive than you were told. Then there's the environmental impact. And Lauren, if we have this massive group of uh, electric car batteries that are going to be dead by 2030, um, Mm -hmm. there aren't that many electric cars out there. If we then suddenly become a nation which is driving mostly electric cars, isn't this going to create a much larger problem, geometric increase in this problem? Absolutely. We're going to have much bigger
2: problems. Recycling the EV batteries poses such a significant hurdle. And I'm actually at an event called Heels and Wheels. It's a women's event. And one of the ladies raised their hand because so they're trying to shove electric down our throats as well. Asked, hey, you know, what about these batteries? Are they recyclable? Of course, everybody had their stammering answer. The fact is, no one has an answer. Now, there are companies that are working on it. They've been working on it for a while. But You have to keep in mind, they're not completely recyclable because you can't take out the hazardous waste from them. And we're really in a tough position of trying to produce more EV batteries with no way to recycle all of them. And how does this help the environment? How does this help consumers? It doesn't at all. It's only going to cost us all more money. Supply and demand 101. I mean, this is what you learn in economics day one. Supply, demand the demand increases the supply decreases prices are going to double and triple wait till you see your electricity prices that go up along with it
0: yikes that's that's not good i'm more interested in being a fly on the wall at heels and wheels where and when is this and can we get secret video oh
2: no guys it's all women believe it or not uh the video y'all have video i i did uh four car reviews and a podcast so i will tell you that uh There's quite a bit of uh, this. We brought 25 women this year. Every year it's a different rotation of 25 women. Uh, Women from the car companies come from Alfa Romeo, from Honda, from Toyota, from Lexus, from Nissan, all the different brands to show us, um, you know, the different product that they're producing and uh, try and get women behind the wheel and their lifestyle as well as auto journalists.
0: I'm telling you though, heels on wheels, Ah. heels and wheels sounds like it would be a good show that i know i know several of my guy friends would like to be uh allowed to watch and see what's going on well let's just put it this way lauren i'm curious which car company has the smartest and hottest female executives oh that's a
2: tough question uh i don't want to get you in I trouble. Not, I don't nobody trouble. Rise, nobody rises to the top how's that
0: Oh, that's a great um, diplomat great diplomatic answer. I would
2: say they're all very nice ladies. All of them. Um I guess it depends what interests and intrigues you. How's that?
0: That's very good because there, as the expression goes, there is a took us for every seat in the theater, you know? You got that right. <laughs>
2: yep. P.T. Barnum is a butt for every seat in the house.
0: That's right. And some some are a little different size and shape. And <laughs> we're not going to get it. What, what else are you covering on the 4-Minute Friday? What are you driving this week? What are you telling us I'm, about?
2: Oh, goodness. I just posted the new Honda CRV, the hybrid and the gasoline review um i'm posting something is now a good time to buy cars but i right now as we speak i am sitting behind the wheel of a vw rtn sel type r so i guess it with a lot of different cars i mean i posted the aston martin dbx so if you're thinking about something a little bit more expensive if you're looking for something more reasonable i posted the honda hrv so there's a real mix of everything out there and we get to drive, there's about 30 different cars for us to, to choose from, so it's all good. And I get to drive the Cadillac V on the way back to the hotel. What's the Cadillac V? Oh, it's got that big, big motor in it. That's going to be a really collectible car, I think. They're making a very short-run production, 6.2-liter supercharged V8 with 682 horsepower in that big bus of an SUV.
0: Wow, so this is like an um, a giant and turbocharged Escalade with a lot of power.
2: 0 to 64.4 seconds, but it only gets 16 miles to the gallon.
0: Doesn't matter. You're just going from your hotel exactly. to the premiere at the Oscars or something. I don't know. What.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Or your or your brood of a family of eight or something, I guess.
0: Wow. And how much does something like that cost?
2: Well, it's not cheap. It's 100, uh, $148,000. Plus, <laughs> if you start adding up all the goodies, you're like at 160, dollars 170 dollars
0: So 148000 stripped.
2: Yeah. Wow. Back to the heels and wheels, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: got it. I got it. Very good. Her name is Lauren Fix. She is the car coach. You can find her on social media. She's on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and the Car Coach Reports 4 Minute Friday is a must watch every Friday on YouTube. So find her, follow her and enjoy the car smarts. Thank you my friend.
2: Thank you.